The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Juggling life, work, and caregiving. That's what we're talking about here today on The Shaleen Show. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And yeah, I want to talk about this because this one hits home hard. (laughs) And I'm sure not just for me, but for a lot of you. And it's not unique. We've been taking care of family and then also for many of us being faced with the idea or the thought or the very reality of having to take care of your parents kind of sometimes at the same time. And this has been going on for hundreds of years, but it's different. And in this episode, we're going to explore why things are harder. They are. It's not just in your head. Why things are harder for you than it was for your mother or father and for their parents, because it ain't the same. All right, let's talk about it. All right, before we get into that, I just got a text message from my friends at Organifi because they have a special and it's a deal that is only for Shaleen Show listeners. I'm super excited. And it's only while their supplies last because they're super low in supplies. So right now you can stock up and buy the pure packets. Those are the ones that I do like at least twice a day. You can get a 14 count package of them for 50% off. Dude, that's insane. You just have to use code Shaleen. You go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen and you get 50% off. Pure is a supplement that I mix with my water every single day. It's got a delicious kind of lemony taste. It's pretty light flavored. It's 100% USDA certified organic. And many of you have asked, Shaleen, how come you stop drinking your lemon ginger water that you used to make all the time? Well, the answer is Organifi Pure because it's got that lemony taste. But better than that, it has 11 superfoods and compounds that are specifically designed to help your brain health and your mental performance. The Pure Packets are clinically proven to boost BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, by up to 142%. That means it's going to help you think sharper. It means you're going to have better memory recall. It means it's going to help you to stave off dementia and forgetfulness. So why wouldn't you grab a pack today, now that they're 50% off while supplies last, by going to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen, use code Shaleen, and for a limited time, you get 50% off just on Pure. Hurry, quick, before I buy them all up. Okay, I wasn't familiar with this term. I've never heard it before until this year, but now I've heard it like 20 times. So maybe it's something you've heard before the phrase, the sandwich generation. The sandwich generation is a term that basically refers to anyone who falls in that age where you're taking care of your own kids and then you also have to take care of or feel as though you need to take care of your parents. And it can be this really strange, awkward situation where it can feel like Sophie's choice. Like, who do I choose? My mom needs care today. And so does my 12-year-old daughter. And as I mentioned in the intro, I mean, this isn't new, right? Our parents may have been faced with this and their parents may have been faced by this. But this generation, people who are going through this now, if you feel like, I don't know why, but it just, it feels like it's got to be harder what I'm going through versus what my parents went through or their grandparents went through. 
that's not in your head. And there's a lot of really interesting research looking at exactly why that is and why this has become epidemic. Well, number one, we know the baby boomers are called the baby boomers because there's so many of them. And people in this generation, in particular Gen Xers, face some really unique challenges that maybe our parents or their parents didn't face, specifically the workforce, trying to work and juggle caregiving. You know, and maybe your mom did work or your grandmother worked, but today it almost feels like women have to work. And if they're at home, stay-at-home moms, then there's an eyebrow raised. If you don't have some kind of side hustle, it's a luxury. Whereas in the past, a woman who was working, that was more of a rarity. Today, it's just kind of expected that you're going to work, whether it's in the home or out of the home, you're going to have your own business or a full-time career and care for your kids. And there's this expectation, societal and sometimes otherwise, that you're supposed to take care of your aging parents. There's that. And there's also the very real fact that our parents are living far longer than their parents. The level of care and treatment and detection for disease is far advanced, right? So don't you remember like back in the day, you would say, what happened to Uncle Bobby? And someone would say, well, he died of old age. Like today, we treat all of these chronic health conditions and they require expensive, very time-consuming treatments. Like it's a whole big business and we're all wrapped up into it. And so that means that there's more treatments, there's more medications, there's more things to be looked after. It's a lot and it's a lot of pressure and it can often be very, very expensive. And quite frankly, statistically speaking, it is often the woman who is expected or perhaps she feels like the self-imposed guilt that she is the one who's supposed to care for her family members, both generations. For example, when a woman leaves work to care for a family member, the potential loss of wages and social security benefits averages, are you ready for this? $324,000 during her lifetime. So, I mean, and that's pressure in and of itself, just to know that you are making less money, that so many women are, are, are legitimately faced with this decision. And it's a decision that often means that they're going to make less money, that they'll have less time for themselves, and or that they've got to make a decision on who they need to prioritize. Okay, and here's something that a lot of people aren't talking about. The divorce rate for baby boomers peaked in the 70s and 80s. So that means the children of the divorced baby boomers, it's twice as complicated. Now they're caring for sometimes two sets of parents, parents who are pulling them in opposite directions. Okay, and let's talk about a few more factors that are likely making it a lot harder for this generation than previous generations. And one of them, how about the fact that this generation waited a lot longer to have children than the previous generation. So now you're older, your parents are older, but your kids tend to be younger, which makes it, again, so much harder than maybe the previous generation had where, you know, your grandmother was married and had three kids by the time she was age 21. And so by the time she had to care for her parents or was faced with caring with her parents, her children were already up and out of the house. And she was much younger and probably more physically capable 
to take on the responsibility of her parents, not to mention the fact she probably wasn't working full time. And we should probably also talk about the fact that baby boomers, statistically speaking, are not great at saving or managing their money or preparing for retirement. New data from the American Advisory Group, AAG, shows that these financial issues combined with like all the inflation that we're experiencing and the current economic conditions, that financial situation, guess whose shoulders it's going to land firmly on? You guessed it, the Generation X kids. I want to share with you some additional research. So over 55% of Gen X adult children say that they don't have the money and won't have the money to financially take care of their parents' needs as they age. 62% of Gen X adults say that they regularly worry about their parents' current financial situation. Over 60% of people said that they do not have the means to be able to afford if they should need it in-home nursing care, assisted living. And over 76% of respondents said that they don't want to have these conversations with their baby boomer parents. Wow. Okay. So we have all these problems and we're just really uncomfortable talking about it. So let's talk about another craze, like a trend. And I guess this is happening a lot with therapists. And I found this so interesting. I swear to you, TikTok must be in my brain cells because sometimes I will think something. I won't even say it out loud. I won't even talk to Brett about it. And then I'll open up TikTok and there's a TikTok going over this exact scenario. So as you know, like Brett and I have, we're we're in the middle of this. We are definitely exactly in this, not exactly in this phase because our kids are self-sufficient. And I thank God every single day that we were fortunate enough to have our kids pretty young, like younger than a lot of our friends, younger than like, for example, Brett's brother, like they started later and now they're in that situation where their kids are really young and they have to go to a million sports and they have doctor's appointments and they have lessons and they, you know, their lives are incredibly busy, but at the same time, you know, their parents need care. And so many people are faced with this, but then there's that whole default child conversation, right? So maybe you are the Gen X or maybe you have siblings and your kids are self-sufficient, right? Or they're older. So kind of by default, it's like, well, you don't have to run your kids all around. So can you help dad? Can you help mom, right? That is happening a lot. And that oftentimes creates a kind of stress that I just don't think we've ever talked about how to deal with it, right? Like we always talk about going to therapy. So anyways, this week on Monday, I felt like super duper overwhelmed by a part of this that I won't get into here. I'll talk about that elsewhere. But I was feeling like really, really overwhelmed. And I, you know, I could feel anger bubbling up and I could feel sadness bubbling up. And I'm like, oh, I just, I need to talk to a therapist specifically about this. And that's when I opened up TikTok and I saw this. Hi, I'm Janet, the cursing counselor. And there is a trend alert in counseling that I just felt like I needed to come on here and talk about. I'm Generation X. In my generation, we were basically feral. We were allowed, we we sort of raised ourselves. Our our parents were very busy doing their own things, lots of working parents, especially newly working parents. And so we were latchkey kids and we were on our own a lot. And while that in and of itself, sometimes unavoidable, it was more of the emotional neglect that was, I think, probably more problematic for us. And that 
we were, even though, you know, we came home from school, we made our own lunches, we made our own dinners a lot of times. Um, nobody really checked our homework or helped us with school or anything like that because, again, they were really busy. It was the emotional stuff, like, that we didn't have a lot of people to talk to or our emotions were not, like, seen as important. This is what's coming up in counseling. Now our parents are older and they need us. Many of us are struggling because we were not taken care of, but now we are expected to take care of. She goes on to explain that this is creating a lot of emotional issues for this generation that maybe the previous generation didn't have. And, you know, listen, I'm not saying all parents raise their kids like they were feral cats. And I'm also not suggesting that everyone in this generation, if their parents didn't know how to communicate with them, they've like crossed their arms and like, well, then I'm not going to care for you. I think she may have oversimplified that a little bit. It's a TikTok. Let's cut her some slack. But the sentiment and the epidemic of this happening is very real. I know it's true for some of my friends. And I know because I have friends who are therapists and counselors that this is it's really become very problematic. It's and for a huge segment of the population. This burden is having just devastating impact. I mean, it's affecting marriages and financial situation, emotional health, physical health, mental health. It's taking a toll. I want to share with you, and maybe you don't necessarily fall within that Gen X gap or that Gen X range, but you're still struggling with this for other reasons like this gal. So I missed the deadline to be Gen X, but I have a parent that was disengaged at best and it was an abusive environment and now that parent is in need of care how does it make me feel it makes me feel angry frustrated resentful and guilty to disrupt my family's life uh, miss a lot of work name the list of, of things that we do to care for aging parents for a parent specifically that has never been supportive, has never been engaged, has caused a lot of emotional trauma and damage. The burden of responsibility to care for a parent that didn't do much other than create damage in my life. Man, if I had to pick just like one word that I think probably most caregivers or one emotion that I would say most caregivers would agree that they feel, it's probably resentment. And I don't think that's just this generation. I think all generations have felt that. And, you know, if you're really being honest, like there are days, even as a mom, you can be like, I don't know, I even hate, I feel guilty, like even saying the word, but there are days where I was just like a little bit annoyed. Let's just say that a little bit annoyed that I had to fill in the blank, but it's really common for caregivers to feel resentment. And there's a lot of reasons why, like sometimes you feel like you're giving your parent a lot better care then maybe you had growing up, or maybe you feel like this parent's current health condition is something they brought upon themselves or their financial situation. And you're having to like take care of their financial situation and pick up the pieces is because they didn't do the things that they should have done <laughs> as adults, right? And you, you can become resentful of siblings who aren't meeting your expectations, or maybe they're not taking on the same responsibilities that you think that they should, you can resent your parents because 
Maybe they spent all their money or that they didn't arrange for long-term care, like they didn't plan for their retirement, not just their retirement, but maybe they didn't plan for the fact that they might eventually need to be cared for and they used you as their retirement plan, not just their retirement plan, but their nursing home plan. You might be angry at the disease, right? You might be resentful of the fact that your parent has Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or cancer, you know, and that's not like resentment towards them. It's just resentment over the situation. You can become really resentful because you're like, I'm in my 40s and my 50s and I I finally know what I want to do. I finally know who I am or, or I finally have the financial wherewithal to, to travel and to do these cool things and I can't. I can't or I feel like I can't. Or maybe you experience resentment because you're like, I want to do some of that self-care stuff. Or I want to spend more time with my kids or I just want to relax and, you know, sit on the couch with my husband or my friends, but I feel like I can't because X, Y, Z. Or maybe you just have like zero time for yourself and and this is, it's just not what you expected your life to look like at this moment in the season. I mean, maybe you knew you were going to have the season, but maybe it came sooner than you expected. Maybe it's just more painful than you could have ever anticipated. And it's really common to feel resentful. I want to take just a moment to remind you how important it is to think on paper. I talk about it all the time. It's so important, especially if you're someone who's easily distracted. You need a notebook with you at all times. This is where you jot down your best ideas. When you think on paper, all of that creativity flows and it, it sends that message out to the universe. It's crazy the things that you can manifest when you put your ideas, your thoughts, your dreams, your intentions on paper. Whether you're looking for a very simple to use, effective day planner or a blank notebook to capture all of your brilliant ideas and brainstorms, the place to go is pushjournal.com. We've got blank notebooks as well as incredibly easy to use day planners. Like this is the day planner I created as someone who has ADHD who needed something super simple. We've got new designs, designs that have more blank pages or our classic push journal with a health tracker as well as blank notebooks that are so cool. They're so adorable. Like it literally will tell people a little something about your personality when they see you writing in this notebook. Check them all out by going to pushjournal.com. All right, back to the show. So what do we do about it? Because I'm, I'm telling you, if you're not there yet, you're going to be there sooner than you think. And it sucks. It sucks because there is no manual and there couldn't be a manual because everyone's situation is different. There's no way you can anticipate what's going to happen with your parents. I mean, what we're dealing with, with Brett's parents, we just could have never, like four years ago, I could have bet my life savings that nothing would look like this. There's just no way to predict it. So there's really no way to prepare for it. Now that you're in it, how do we respond? Like, what do you do when you get there? What do you do right now if you're in the middle of it and you're struggling with these feelings of resentment? Well, obviously, hopefully this episode helps you to understand, just acknowledge the fact that this is very normal and it doesn't make you a bad person. These are just feelings. And you don't want to deny them. You don't want to shame yourself for having these feelings. They're just feelings. That's all. And I struggle with this every day. So I know it sounds like a lot easier said than done, but I do. I struggle with feelings and I struggle feeling that, does this mean I'm a bad person because I'm thinking these things? But it doesn't. And one thing that's really helping me to get through this is, of course, talking about it. 
Now, if you don't have a podcast or someone who you can really communicate on a deep, intimate level about this, you need to get a therapist. You've got to try counseling. I mean, that's why they're saying like there's like a memo going out to all the counselors right now because this is a very common theme. You know what else I think is really missing is therapy and treatment centers that just focus on geriatric depression. I think it's far more rampant than we realize. And I think that's one of the reasons is just like I'm all just hypothesizing right now. I think it's one of the reasons why we, this generation, Gen X, millennials, really kind of have more resentment because we're like, why didn't you deal with this stuff? (laughs) Why didn't you go to therapy? You know, I've read from many of you, you know, your comments in the pod squad and on Patreon that you have parents who are like perfectly able. They don't physically need to be taken care of, but their mental health is destroying them. And if they were younger, you might send them to a treatment facility to work on their mental health, or you could get them in to see a therapist. But there's something about this generation. They just, they do not believe in therapy. Like therapy is for quote unquote crazy people. Like, you know, I don't have anything to talk about with my childhood. They fix their problems by like rubbing some dirt on it or having a glass of wine. Like they just do not believe. They don't believe in mental health, right? And so the fact that they don't believe in mental health can make us kind of resentful because we're like, uh, yeah, because now your declining mental health is impacting freaking everybody. And it's almost impossible to help someone who's in a dark, deep depression and and they're at the nearing the end of their lives. I know you've heard that term before, senioritis, you know, or, or it's that short timers mentality. Like when you Maybe you're at a job and you know that you're going to be quitting soon. It's the last week of school before summer. People kind of stop caring as much. They stop putting in the same effort because they're like, why bother? This is almost over. And, you know, from conversations with my mom and dad, because they live in the villages and my mom and dad are friggin' rock stars. I tell them on a weekly basis, I love you so much. Thank you for being active. Thank you for taking care of as much as you have. Thank you for being normal. Thank you for taking care of your mental health. Thank you for all the very specific things that you've done and that you do. They are very intentional about not burdening their children. However, you just never know. Like there could be a car accident tomorrow. You never know what fate might bring your way. Right. So I recognize that. But anyways, back to the conversations I've been having with my dad. They live in the villages half of the year and he is so wise and really does help me to gain perspective and empathy. So I was kind of venting to him the other day about, you know, this whole situation and just kind of not just my personal situation, but from the standpoint of like my audience and, and you guys and things you've been telling me and, and what I'm watching on social media and just observing that this is a trend, right? And I was sharing with him how frustrating it can be for many of us when that aging parent just has mental health issues that aren't like, you know, the, and I'm not talking about schizophrenia, I'm talking about depression and mood swings, or maybe they're bipolar and it just really makes it even more challenging for people to to talk to them, to care for somebody who's just like in this state. So here's the analogy that he 
gave to me. He said, okay, Shalene, I want you to draw a straight line, like get a piece of paper and draw a straight line all the way across the page. Okay. I'll, okay, dad, I'm doing it. He says, now make a little mark right in the middle of that line. Okay. I put a mark in the middle. And he says, what you've done is you've taken that long line and you've drawn a line right down the middle. He's like, okay, now to the left, on the left side of that line, I want you to draw another line in the middle. I said, okay, I did that. He said, so that very first line, the furthest to the left, that's where your kids are. And that line, that little tick mark that you made right in the middle, that's where you are. He said, now what I want you to do is I want you to go to the very, very edge, the last centimeter, as far right as you can, and make a tick mark there. That's where most of us are. That's where we are. We're at the end. And some of us look at that and we think, why bother? And then there are people like your mom and I who we're just going to like, we're not going to look at that and we're just going to live life and have fun and go crazy. But there are days when you wake up and you realize where you are on that continuum and that there's not much left. So when you're asking why people who are my age don't want to go to therapy or aren't thinking about like changing themselves and improving themselves, he said, you know what? A lot of people are tired. They have carried around and tried to push down their own traumas and their own burdens for so long, and now they're just exhausted. And they're at the end. And so they're like, why bother? Why would I do that? And they get ornery. And he was telling me, you know, there, there will be people here because they're in such a big community of seniors and there are seniors there like in their 50s and 60s too. But like, you know, he's talking about the folks who are his age, you know, he's in his late 70s. And he said, you know, there are times where we're gone for six months and then we come back and we just see a total shift in a person's mood and their personality and they just become ornery and angry and depressed and miserable to be around. And that's just life. That's just life, kid. I'm like, thanks, dad. Love you. But it did help me get some perspective, you know, like, okay, yeah, I can't expect somebody to have the same kind of energy or enthusiasm for change or, or even the kind of understanding or, or hope that you have because, you know, you've got so much more of that line left. And I, I hope that gives you some perspective, but I also know it doesn't solve any problems for you. It maybe will make things a little easier, as will therapy, as will knowing what you need to do. So I want to talk about this for a second. There is so much guilt <laughs> and uncertainty when it comes to what's the right thing to do. Because, I mean, you want to be a good person. I want to be a good person. I want to do the right thing. We all want to do the right thing. And we can feel so much guilt. Sometimes it's self-imposed. Sometimes it's a family member or society or a comment from somebody on social media. It's our religious beliefs, our cultural beliefs, the expectations that our parents had for us, all of these things, they impact the way that we feel. But at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. Now, here's the deal. When we, as a family, we're faced with making the decision to get additional care for Bob. 
most people on social media were like so incredibly supportive. And obviously, I mean, I really appreciate many of you reaching out. And, and even to this day, people will say like, how's Bob? And, you know, you know, if you listen on Friday's episodes, you know, or on Patreon, we, we talk about the time that we get to spend with Bob every week and we see him regularly. But when we made that decision, there were plenty. And by the way, it wasn't just Brett and I's decision. It was at the time, not not really our decision, but we supported it. And today I realize it's the best possible decision. It was the best possible decision. And and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the facilities that he's at. But nonetheless, there were people who would, you know, and I I never want you guys to say, like, ignore the haters. Because I know, like, there are just people out there who don't know the situation. Or maybe they do. And they have their own feelings, their own beliefs, etc. But there were people who reached out and said, you know, I hope that your children abandon you when you get old. I had people reach out. I shouldn't say reach out like, you know, leave user number 7644692 with a cat profile who might say things like, you deserve to die alone. This is the most selfish thing. Like this is not what loving, caring children do. And people are going to have their judgment. But just know this, when people make accusations like that. You never know. You don't know all the things. You don't know if the person who you're judging is being faced with having to care for a parent who was physically or sexually abusive. You don't know if they're being asked to care for a parent who was never in their life until they were adults. There's so many unknown experiences and circumstances that you couldn't possibly know, nor is it anyone else's position to tell you what you're supposed to do with your life or your loved ones. It's just, it's nobody, but that's the internet. Like, and that's just life in general. Long before the internet, people were sharing with others their opinion about how they're supposed to live their life. And that's just not going to change. So don't take that personal. But I do want to say this, whatever decision you make, you just have to be true to yourself and your values. If that means keeping your distance and and not helping and not becoming involved and not feeling guilt or associating with a parent is what you need to do to heal yourself, to protect yourself, to protect your values, to protect you know, your own family, then that's what you need to do. If you want to forgive a parent or overlook certain things and the way that you've decided to deal with this is to, to take the high road and to do what you feel is right and to to care for those parents or, or to go above and beyond, then that's what you should do. Listen, if you are like most people, you spend a lot of time on social media and it feels like it's a waste of time, why not start figuring out how your time on these social media platforms can actually make you some money by leveraging those things that you recommend, the products that you love, the things that you talk about, the great deal on a rug that you just got, the lash product that has changed your life. If you're one of those people that believes sharing is caring and you love sharing your favorite things and deals and those kinds of things, like you should be getting paid for that. But brands aren't going to reach out to you. You need to know how to reach out to them to set up these brand deals. And again, they don't care if you have a big following. They don't care if you don't go on camera. They just want to know, are you somebody that people trust and engage with? If that could be you and you want to learn how to do this the right way, we have a new mini course that is super easy to get through. It's really fast to get through. And it walks you through the process of how to get started with brand deals. It's pretty cool. Like we teach you how to pitch yourself. We put together templates for you so you can just like basically copy and paste the email. 
We show you how to put together a media kit. In fact, we give you a template so you can just like drop and drag your own photos and information about your social media platform. We will teach you how to ask for free product from companies and then how to negotiate your rates. And with the big changes to Instagram, you know, Instagram's favoring smaller accounts, like the time is now. So don't miss this opportunity. Check it out right now. Go to shaleen.com forward slash micro. Again, it's shaleen.com forward slash micro. And let's get you some brand deals. There isn't any one right thing to do. And, and I think that's really important for you to hold on to. Remember this. You want the answer. You want to know what's the right thing to do. And the ultimate answer is this. The right thing for you to do is what's right for you. And once you make that decision, you have to understand that there's going to be people who criticize it, who might not agree with it, no matter what you choose, no matter what you do. There will be people who have something to say about it, who are going to criticize it, who would do things differently. And you just, you can't pay any attention to that. They aren't you. They don't know your mental state. They don't know your financial situation. They don't know or maybe don't understand your spiritual or your cultural beliefs. They don't have your history. They, they, don't, they don't have your daily obligations. They don't know your financial situation. All of these things are so individual And that is why it has to be a decision that's right for you, not a decision that's based on guilt, not a decision that's based on pleasing somebody else or expectations. It is about you honoring your values and what is right for you and the people you love the most. And this is a conversation like this is exactly why I created a place for us to talk about these things. So If this is something you're going through, if this is something you've been through or you're in the middle of it, please join the conversation in our Facebook group. It's called Shaleen's Pod Squad. A couple of reminders for you. Feel free to disagree with each other, but do so with kindness. I will delete you if you come for somebody with judgment, with criticism, without being kind. Okay. And P.S. Don't overreact if someone asks you a question. Maybe they're just asking you a question. Don't read into the inflection. Like this is a place for us to have open, honest discussions and conversations without making accusations about each other. It's a place to vent. It's a place to hear other ideas and understand that you couldn't possibly know what somebody else's situation is. So please just be nice. I mean, it's not that hard. Be nice. That's like the cover of one of our push journals. It just says, be nice. It's not that hard to do. Before you hit send, reread your reply and say, does this sound kind of snarky? Because if it does, you should rewrite it. Of course, if you're on Patreon, you can leave your comments there as well. And for those of you who maybe you don't like the Facebook group because sometimes the topics can be kind of random, I think you probably really like Patreon because on Patreon, The comments are only about that particular episode. And of course, all episodes are ad-free. Anyways, you can check that out. I think there's like a little ad that comes on at the end in just a second that'll tell you all about it. I just want to say thank you for being here. And when I say being here, I mean like literally you've been with us through this journey and it's nice to know that we've got company. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, just do me a favor and double check and make sure that you're subscribed or following if you're actually someone who listens on the Apple podcast. And if you've got just like 30 seconds, it would really mean the world to me if you were able to leave 
a five-star review and tell me specifically what it is you liked about this episode. My show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do also have a business podcast that comes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I host that with my son, Brock. It's called Build Your Tribe. You should check it out. There's always a link in the show notes. I'm sure you know this, but on Fridays, my episodes are very casual. It's very personal. It's usually stuff with myself and my husband. And if you love that kind of stuff, I want to invite you to check out my Patreon. It's all of the Shaleen Show episodes ad-free. In addition to that, for just $5 a month, you get extra episodes. And this is this is the stuff that's like kind of too personal to put on the Shaleen Show. It, it's all personal stuff. There's like no like personal development. It's just real, raw, what's going on in our lives, stuff we can't talk about on the show. However, if you are easily offended, Patreon is not for you. That's not the place to be, all right? You can learn more about it by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. Any of the links that I referenced in this episode will show up in the show notes, which are just below the episode. To learn more about the services that I offer and to take advantage of some of the free resources, I invite you to check out my website, which can be found at shaleen.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.